0: Welcome in to OutKick the Show, Blockbuster Day in the NFL edition. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Tuesday. If you haven't already heard, right off the top, Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay for a new four-year contract, according to reports, although Aaron Rodgers himself says All of those details on the dollars are not correct and he has not yet officially signed, but he will be staying in Green Bay. I'll read you his tweet in a moment. But more importantly, maybe, blockbuster deal, Russell Wilson being traded from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. If you are a Broncos fan, you have thought for some time we are a quarterback away from being able to compete at a really high level in the AFC West, which is probably now the best division in all of football. I will talk about how talented that division is, the Aaron Rodgers and the Russell Wilson fallout. But we begin with some of the specifics, which are just now coming out. The Denver Broncos have traded for Russell Wilson. They are giving up the following to get Russell Wilson. A first-round pick, a first-round pick, A second-round pick, a second-round pick, a fifth-round pick, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. The Broncos will be receiving, so that is in the equivalent eight players, uh, assuming that all those picks are made. Two first-rounders, two second-rounders, a fifth-rounder, and three additional players, including Drew Locke, who started many of the games for the Broncos last year. The Broncos will get Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick, all right? So, the Denver Bronco 2022 offense will feature Russell Wilson throwing to Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick, as well as K.J. Hamler, plus the big tight end from Missouri, Albert O, and a running back, Javante Williams, all right? So, the Broncos are effectively going all-in and saying our window to win is now. Now... The talk had been that the Broncos were after Aaron Rodgers and maybe they were, although they of course are now going to say, oh no, Russell Wilson was always our guy. But shortly after news breaks that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay with Green Bay, then Russell Wilson gets shipped from the NFC to the AFC. So let's talk for a minute about the AFC West. You've got Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. You have got Justin Herbert, and the LA Chargers. And you may be overlooking them a little bit, but Derek Carr and the uh, the Vegas Raiders, almost still said Oakland Raiders, and the Vegas Raiders did make the playoffs this past year. And now you have the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson. The AFC West has become the best division, I believe now, in all of the NFL. It's going to be very hard to win that division. The latest numbers are out uh, from FanDuel, and I want to hit you with that. Chiefs are still the favorite, even money, followed by the Packers at plus 225, the Chargers at plus 450, and the Raiders at eight to one. Best division in football is now the AFC, West. Best conference in football. The overall amount of talent at the quarterback position in the AFC is really now kind of off the charts, and there's a lot of young talent in the AFC. Think about this for a minute. Patrick Mahomes, still only 26 years old. Josh Allen, 25 years old. Justin Herbert, 23 years old. Joe Burrow, 25 years old. Lamar Jackson, 25 years old. Deshaun Watson, surely he's going to get traded back to the NFC somewhere. I would make maybe Washington the favorite to get Deshaun Watson whenever this situation can happen. Russell Wilson, if you're a Bronco fan, still only 33 years old, which in sports sounds old, but when you consider how many high-level quarterbacks we have playing into their upper 30s, 33 years old for Russell Wilson really doesn't sound like that old of a quarterback. But when you look at all those quarterbacks, 26 and under, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and at least right now, Deshaun Watson, That's pretty crazy, and that presumes that Trevor Lawrence is never going to be any good. That presumes that, I don't know, Davis Mills is not going to be any good. There are lots of young quarterbacks that the verdict is still out on compared to. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers for a minute. Aaron Rodgers, I think, brilliant decision now. When you consider, especially if he knew Russell Wilson was getting traded out, who are the quarterbacks in the wake of Tom Brady retiring in the NFC? that are actually really good. I mean, just follow along with me here. It looks like Jimmy G may be done, although he's not great anyway. Best quarterback in the NFC, I think it's fair to say, is Aaron Rodgers. Second best quarterback right now, certainly coming off a Super Bowl and being paired with Sean McVay, is Matthew Stafford. Who's the third best quarterback in the NFC? Dak Prescott, probably. If I had to bet or or give a, a, a vote on who I would take right now, Probably Dak Prescott, fourth best quarterback, even though he's not under contract right now. Maybe Kyler Murray, long-term contract, that is. The NFC is wildly weak, which is why I think if I'm Deshaun Watson and I've got anybody out there advising me if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm saying, man, trade me back to the NFC. Get me into the NFC. There are so many different opportunities there compared to how stacked the AFC is right now. Uh, by the way, the overall odds for the Denver Broncos from 25 to one to 12 to one to win uh, a Super Bowl. We should also mention in the NFC, you've still got Kirk Cousins, you've still got uh, you've still got uh, Matt Ryan. Older guys, I'd probably put to be frank, Kirk Cousins and uh, and Matt Ryan maybe above Kyler Murray, but I'm trying to factor in age. Uh, in terms of giving some value to Kyler Murray. I think you can argue Dak versus Kirk Cousins. I think you can honestly argue Dak Dak versus Matt Ryan. In other words, those aren't slam dunk cases about who's a lot better. And there's still a lot of different moving parts in the NFC, but you're getting a sense on who exactly the top available quarterbacks are. And when you factor in age, the NFC a lot older right now uh, than the players are in the AFC at the quarterback position. Um, Want to hit on this too. Oh man, look at some of the costs of some of these other quarterbacks that make me like just pause and I'm thinking to myself, what in the world is going on here? Right now, the most expensive quarterbacks in 2022. Matt Ryan is costing the Atlanta Falcons almost $50 million. Kirk Cousins is costing the Minnesota Vikings, $45 million. Deshaun Watson is scheduled to cost the Texans, even though he's not playing there now, a little bit over $40 million. And this is one year's. And then Ryan Tannehill is uh, costing the Titans $38.6 million for Ryan Tannehill. And I got to tell you, as a Titan fan, Our chances of winning a Super Bowl, I would love to be wrong on this. I'm a season ticket holder. I've been going to games for 20 years. I'm in favor of a dome being built. I'm in favor of a new stadium. Ryan Tannehill is whatever he is, 34 years old. When you look at the overall talent at the AFC and now you add in Russell Wilson, there is even less reason for a Tennessee Titan fan to be optimistic. Titans are good on defense. They are good at running back. They are pretty solid at wide receiver. Lots of talent on this Tennessee Titan team. Ryan Tannehill's not going to get it done. Couldn't get it done this past year when he's the number one overall seed and all he had to do was beat the Bengals to be in the AFC Championship game. Got the bye. There is no way, in my opinion, and I hope one day one of you grabs this clip. I would love to be wrong. There's nothing I would love more than to be 100% wrong about this. But in my opinion... There is no way Ryan Tannehill is going to win the AFC when you have to go through in no particular order, Russell Wilson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh, the, uh, Joe Burrow, um, uh, Josh Allen, all of these stud quarterbacks in the AFC now. I don't have any faith that Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to win two or three games to advance to the Super Bowl and then that he's going to beat somebody in the NFC either. I just don't have any. I think the argument is it's way harder now to win in the AFC. Titans are great at every other position, but the Bucs did what they had to do a couple of years ago to go get Tom Brady and find a way to get a championship and I just don't see any way. Love to be wrong. Tennessee Titans may have a good chance of winning the AFC South for a third straight year. May have a decent chance of hosting a home playoff game because the AFC South is a dumpster fire. But I have zero faith that Ryan Tannehill is going to perform well. I ran through the data for you after he threw three interceptions in the AFC uh, divisional round game. He's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. He's just not. Not going to happen. It's not ever going to become a reality. I think deep in his mind, Ryan Tannehill knows this to be true. I think that the Titans' brain trust knows this to be true too. And I think they've missed their window. I think they missed their window by going all in on Ryan Tannehill and believing that he was capable of winning them a championship. He's not. Not going to happen. And uh, congratulations to the Broncos for going and getting a guy who potentially could make them another Super Bowl contender uh, in the vein of John Elway and Peyton Manning. We'll be right back. Got to take a little break here. We are rolling without kicking. You don't want to miss a moment. Stay tuned. A couple of things. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my guy, Bruce Pearl. Uh, Do you remember when everybody was critical of University of Tennessee fans for wanting to replace Konzo Martin with Bruce Pearl? How right were Tennessee fans, by the way? Remember when the petition got started? And all the Tennessee fans who had watched Bruce Pearl's team play and had watched Conzo Martin's team said, "We desperately need to get Bruce Pearl back in Knoxville." Instead, Bruce Pearl went to Auburn. He's going to probably he won the SEC championship, one Coach of the Year, and Conzo Martin, meanwhile, in what is it, year three or four, whatever it is that Conzo Martin is in, I need to look this up. But I thought this was significant uh, because. All of the drive-by media, as Rush used to accurately call them, uh, who hadn't watched these teams play that much, all of them came out and said, oh, it's racist of uh, University of Tennessee fans to prefer uh, Bruce Pearl over Konzo Martin. I'm sorry for the drive-by hit here uh, for Missouri fans who are having to deal with Konzo Martin. I told you exactly what was going to happen there. God, I didn't realize this. Konzo Martin is now in year five at Missouri, finished 12th in the conference, uh, 5 and 13 in the SEC, and these are the last 4 years that Conzo Martin has coached where he's ranked. 12th, 10th, 7th, 12th. And his SEC records, 5 and 13, 7 and 11, 8 and 8, 5 and 13, after 5 years, Conzo uh, Martin 77 and 76 at Mizzou. 35, and 53 in the SEC. Anybody out there want to apologize to University of Tennessee fans who were pointing out the fact that Bruce Pearl was a far better option than Conzo Martin? Uh, and here we are. Uh, reality, you're not seeing anybody apologize. None of those writers who tried to defend Conzo Martin, none of those people who came after Tennessee fans as we finish his fifth year at Missouri He has turned Missouri into one of the worst programs in the SEC. Meanwhile, Bruce Pearl at Auburn has the Tigers poised to potentially win a national championship and has already taken them to the Final Four. Uh, Konzo Martin has not won an NCAA tournament game since he left Tennessee nearly a decade ago now. That is the reality of where we are. Uh, Calvin Ridley, by the way, Uh, bet on NFL games has been suspended for a year. I thought this was interesting. NFL players are able to bet on college football, NBA, college basketball, any other sport other than the NFL, according to articles that I have read. But they have a direct prohibition on betting on NFL games. Now, Calvin Ridley was betting parlays. It wasn't like he was betting on individual teams to win. And by the way, he was sitting out Uh, the season with the Atlanta Falcons anyway, but he bet around $1,500 in Florida on uh, wagering there. And what's wild to think about is he's losing an $11 million contract with the Atlanta Falcons this year because he bet around $1,500, according to him, on parlays in the NFL. That is maybe the worst wager in the history Worst wager in the history of sports gambling. I'm sure that Calvin Ridley, by the way, isn't the only player who is uh, betting on football, even uh, as he is a player currently. But he got caught because he wagered under his own name. And so that is a fairly uh, fairly substantial uh, issue uh, going forward. We, by the way, are finally ending our purchase of Russian oil. But we have now hit an all-time high for the cost of a gallon of gas. It is over $4.17 now. Uh, and in many parts of California, it is rapidly moving towards $6. I talked about on the radio program yesterday that I paid over $100 to fill up my car uh, the past couple of times that I have gone to fill up the car. I know that many of you out there are also filling that same impact. Wildly, Mayor Pete... Mayor Pete came out and said, hey, if you're feeling like you are in a position where the cost of gas is too much, what you should do is go buy an electric vehicle. An average electric vehicle costs more than the average family of four makes in America today. So this is the equivalent of Marie Antoinette telling those, allegedly, who were not able uh, to eat bread that they should eat cake instead. It is a tone deafness that is remarkable from Mayor Pete, who in positive is at least finally back from his paternity leave. Um, New York City's mayor, Eric Adams. Credit has been way better than Mayor Bill de Blasio. Uh, Frankly, it's hard not to be better than Mayor Bill de Blasio. Uh, It would be nearly impossible to be worse because de Blasio is one of the best, one of the worst mayors in the history of New York City, one of the worst mayors in the history of this country. But Eric Adams ended masks on kids K through 12, yet crazily, two, three, four, and five-year-old preschoolers are still required to wear masks. And he did an interview where he said that was necessary to avoid having to lock down the city again. This is nonsense, okay? Kids under the age of five have virtually a 0% risk of COVID. Credit to Florida Surgeon General Joseph Latipo, who has come out and said there's no basis whatsoever to support the idea of uh, kids getting the COVID shot if you look at data because kids are not in danger from COVID. That's why my own kids, 14, 11, and seven are not getting the COVID shot. Uh, Other parents can make different opinions as they see fit, but I am not going uh, to do that, all right? And so this idea is lunacy that we are going to end up in a situation uh, where kids are required to wear masks or kids are required to get COVID shots, particularly those that are two, three, and four years old. Democrats like to claim that they're the party of science. And again, Eric Adams has been better than Bill de Blasio. There's no way to support this idea at all. It is absolute, complete insanity. Um, Speaking of ending Russian oil purchases... We need to increase the overall amount of oil and gas that we're producing in this country. And what is significant is right now the Biden administration is on track to produce less oil and gas than the Trump administration produced in years two, three, and four of his administration. In other words, the overall oil and gas produced in the United States declined as Joe Biden took over for Donald Trump. Now Biden keeps saying, well, we're producing more oil this year than we did in year one of the Trump administration. And that might be true, but that's because the Trump administration had to rebuild what had been a relatively low amount of oil and gas being produced by the Obama administration. And look, Democrats and Republicans, I don't see this as a partisan issue. Democrats, Republicans, independents, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whoever you are, Almost everyone, I believe, in large majorities, agrees that we need to have more energy independence in this country and that the best way to do that is to produce more oil and gas in this country. Now, I'm not opposed to the idea years into the future of more windmill power, of solar power, of uh, electricity, all of these things that are supposed to be cleaner energy. That's fine. But we can't ramp up their production right now to produce energy independence. The best way over the next 10 to 20 years to produce energy independence is to drill baby drill while simultaneously continuing to invest in lower, uh, uh, in in different methods of clean energy. And by the way, Elon Musk designed an electric vehicle. He also is hyper-rational and he has said that the United States needs to be producing, as does Europe, more oil and natural gas, nuclear energy power, all of those things are good options in order to try to wean our, uh, our, our necessity of subsidizing Russia, Venezuela, uh, Saudi Arabia, and Iran, which are four major oil-producing I- areas that, for the most part, either hate or mildly tolerate, in the case of Saudi Arabia the United States. We don't need to be giving all of this money to our uh, enemies out there who are opposed to our overall success. All right, I think I have hit on everything. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I am going to go now finish the anonymous mailbag uh, and get that up this afternoon. Uh, and I am looking forward to spring break getting here so I can head back down to the great state of Florida, which I'm doing on Thursday. I'll have another show for you tomorrow. Uh, Congrats to Denver Bronco fans on adding Aaron Rodgers' seismic change in the overall power structure of the AFC West. AFC West has become the best division in all of football. AFC, tons of young gun quarterbacks. People like me who are Tennessee Titan fans, it's going to be a long several years no chance now of winning a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. Congrats to Aaron Rodgers on the big deal uh, and uh, biggest deal in the history of the NFL. And congrats to the Denver Bronco fans who have a stud quarterback now in their repertoire. It'll be interesting to see whether the Seahawks can rebuild with all those picks, five of them, as well as the three players they got in that trade. This has been OutKick the show.